Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Grace Bible Church. How many of you are happy to be here this morning? Are you guys happy to be here? Is my Uncle Byron here? No. Oh, he's in Oregon. Okay. Where is Andrea? Andrea. Okay, Andrea, I'm going um, to ask you to come and share this morning since my Uncle Byron's not here. So, yeah, so I'm telling you now so you can get prepared. For, <laughs> but you can't get prepared because you don't even know what you're sharing about. Okay. Um, my name is John. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Bible Church. Uh, how many of you enjoy the presence of God and enjoy being around God's people? It's such a refreshing thing, uh, a life-giving thing. And especially, I mean, you might come here in the morning and feel the presence of God and feel refreshed and might not even know what you're feeling. But when you are born again and the Spirit of God lives inside of you, there is a power that it's like, it's like, why am I getting emotional? But it's like, it's like uh, uh, this morning I picked up my cell phone and my charger wasn't plugged in. So when I plugged my iPhone in for the whole night, it didn't charge. And then, so I picked it up and it was like, it was dead. And I was like, oh, that bites. And, you know, I had to like plug in my, my how many have ever done that before? And uh, that's how our spiritual lives are. When we don't come to church and we're not plugged in, you can go a whole week. And if you go more than a week without coming to church, like you're like, are going into the next week on an empty battery. But when you come to church and you feel the presence of God and you're around God's people, something happens that it recharges your spirit and you can go out and be a blessing to the community. Amen? T turn to the person next to you and tell the person next to you, I feel charged up. I'm ready to bless. I'm ready to bless someone. If you're joining us for the first time, we are in the middle of a series. Uh, the series is called I Am. And in the book of John, there are seven I Ams. Jesus describes himself. He defines himself in seven terms, seven different I am statements. And we went through the first three. How many of you remember the first one? If you remember the first one, you're amazing. Jesus said, I am the bread, the bread of life. So Jesus identified himself as the bread, something that gives us sustenance, gives us life. The next thing he said is, I am the light. I am the light of the world. So he guides us in our lives. He, he helps us go the direction that, that we need to go and illuminates uh, who God is to us. Uh, the third thing, and Zach did a great job last week. How many appreciate Pastor Zach? Wow, it started off kind of weak. I was getting scared there. <laughs> Pastor Zach shared that uh, Jesus is the gate. He said, I am the gate. Um, and that he is the door. Everybody goes in to find life, and he leads us out. Uh, today we're talking about Jesus is a good shepherd, and we've constructed this and planned this series so that we're leading up to Easter, and Easter is the time that we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, and on Easter he says, I am the what? Resurrection and the life. So we're, we're leading up to, to Easter. Today is Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. And, um, and when Jesus said that he was a good shepherd, um, he was speaking to a culture of shepherds. They all knew exactly what he was talking about because from, the, from centuries before, uh, their whole patriarch was uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They were all shepherds before they became great leaders. How many, how many uh, are there any other shepherds that you can think of in the Bible? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, 
David, right? David was a shepherd of the sheep before he was a shepherd of Israel. What about Moses? Moses was a shepherd of the sheep before he was a shepherd of Israel. So there's something about a very important aspect of their culture, seeing that their leaders and their kings and their patriarchs were all shepherds before they were leaders. And so when we, say, when we hear Jesus say, I'm the good shepherd, we think, okay, he like took care of sheep, but that, that's all that we really, we don't even have sheep on the island. Do we have sheep? <laughs> we do have sheep. Really? Where? In the, are, there, are there wild sheep? No wild sheep, so you can't kill them. No hunting sheep. If you see a sheep, it's somebody's. Yeah, so you can't. I'm, I'm talking to Dune because he knows. Okay. Um, so we do have sheep. Are there any shepherds here? Do we have any? Really? Oh, are, are there any shepherds? No, for real. Are there any shepherds in the church? No, no, we don't, we don't have shepherds. So there's not that many sheep. So none of you guys know what we're talking about when we say Jesus is a good shepherd. Okay, so this is a good message. It's a good message. Um, Jesus is a good shepherd. So I, I did some research on what it means uh, and what is the significance in, in shepherds. And, and the Israelites all knew what it meant to be a shepherd. Um, David himself, he was a, the greatest king of Israel. And he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you know it, say it with me. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, David needed a shepherd, and he said that the Lord was his shepherd. In Ezekiel, he talks about God being his shepherd, and that, the, that God would manifest himself as a shepherd. So when Jesus came on the scene, and he told Israel, and he told Jews, I am the good shepherd, it was a packed statement, because they knew what a shepherd was, but then they also knew that Jesus was saying that he was the Christ, and that he was the Messiah, the one that was promised from centuries ago, millennials ago, and that he was in the flesh in front of their eyes. It was a huge, huge statement. Um, but we don't, the thing that we take care of the most is like dogs and our kids. And having sheep is kind of like having kids. Um, because if you look at, see, this is really interesting, because when Jesus said that he was a good shepherd, he was not just saying that he was a good shepherd. He was calling all of you guys sheep. He was calling me a sheep. Do you know that sheep are pretty dumb? <laughs> so I looked, at, I looked at what are the characteristics of sheep. Sheep are very social animals. They love being in flocks. But then they wander off often, and they get lost. They have very bad eyesight. They don't know where they're going. But they have very good hearing. They can hear really well, and they have a good sense of smell. 
I thought, that's so interesting because for all of us, a lot of times we don't know where we're going. What's my purpose? Why am I here? What should I be doing? Like, we don't know. We can't see. But Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd and my sheep hear my voice. Sheep can hear, but they don't see really good. So if you can't see, there's a solution. See, I, I got glasses. There's a solution to not being able to see, and that's to hear, to hear the voice of God. Um, do you know that sheep are very fearful creatures? That you can go next to a, a sheep, and I would love to throw a firecracker next to a sheep just to see what happens. But <laughs> I know some of you guys would want to do that too. <laughs> You're all like, <laughs> okay, I wouldn't ever do that. That's so bad. But they're very fearful animals and very uh, quick to run, kind of like humans, kind of like us. And we saw that during COVID. Everyone is looking for a savior. Um, they're defenseless. They don't have any, like, they, if a lion came, they don't have any antlers. They don't have any sharp teeth. Like, they just get destroyed. They need someone else to protect them. Uh, they're very relational. I didn't know this, but sheep are very relational. They can memorize face, your face and who you are and remember you for two years after seeing you. Isn't that awesome? They, they can recognize. Um, and what was interesting was that, that the routine of a shepherd is that every day a shepherd would have to guide the sheep out and take it to pasture so that it could eat. It wouldn't know where to go to eat. It would have to direct them to where to drink because they wouldn't on their own know where to drink. And then they would take it to rest because sheep don't know when to rest. If they didn't take them to a place to rest in the heat of the day, they would all faint looking for food. How many can relate to that? So a shepherd not only takes the sheep to eat and to drink, but also takes it to rest. How many need a shepherd to take you to rest and know when to rest? I think a lot of us in, in American culture, especially in Hawaii, we have like five jobs. Everybody has five jobs. Um, and then at nighttime, when the sheep came back into the fold, the shepherd looks at every single sheep and has a name for every single sheep. Good shepherds could memorize over a hundred names. Every single sheep would have a name and he would know them and be able to call them and memorize the leaders in the fold, call the leaders by name, and the rest of the sheep would follow. Isn't that interesting? He knew every single, the shepherds knew every single sheep by name, and then a good shepherd would diagnose every single sheep and look for sickness and illness and, and, and health. So one of the things that, that's really bad with sheep, I'm, I'm giving you all this stuff. I'm going somewhere with, it, with this. This is not just about a sheep lesson. We're going to get into the work. But this is really interesting is that the sheep have wool. Um, what do you call it? Wool, right? And if you don't shear the sheep and take its, its wool, it would get all matted up. And parasites and all kinds of ticks and, and stuff would start growing in it, and then infections will happen in the sheep. And in our lives, and, and wool is very valuable, 
it helps to keep other people warm. It helps the shepherds. It helps, uh, it was a, a thing of commerce. But if a sheep wasn't sheared and didn't give what it had, then it became infected with stuff. And in the same way, God calls us to be generous. God calls us to live, to give, to be a blessing to others. And when we don't give the things to others and look after others, then infection starts happening in our own lives. And we become self-centered, self-focused, and junk stuff starts to build up in our lives. So many good things that I learned about Jesus being a good shepherd. Tell, tell, tell your neighbor, turn to your neighbor and say, live to give. Live to give. <laughs> I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. That's what Pastor Zach talked about. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. But, and then Jesus says this. I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. God, we just thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that you defined yourself as a good shepherd. And God, we pray that you would speak to us this morning of who you are, not just so that we can learn of who you are, but that we can model our lives after you and become a light to this world the way that you have called us to be. Uh, we ask that you speak to us and through us throughout the course of the week. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. It's interesting that between Pastor Zach's message, I am the door, and this message, I am the good shepherd, Jesus talks about when he is the door and we walk to him and he's the good shepherd and he leads us, the result is that he said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The whole purpose, one of the main purposes of why Jesus is a gate and why he's the shepherd is he wants to give us life in all of its abundance. Number one, it's he protects us sacrificially. He protects us sacrificially. Let's read this scripture together at the count of three. One, two, three. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. As the father knows me, even so I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I give them eternal life that they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. John 10, 11, 15, and 28. There's two things here, that Jesus protects us sacrificially. He loves us, and we can take confidence and assurance that because he died for us, he loves us to that degree. So no matter what happens in life, it doesn't matter if we face the most difficult circumstances. We, we can know that whatever's happening to us in our lives is not because God hates us. How many of you have ever heard a friend say, this, God's mad at me. This is happening because God's cursing me, because I deserve it or something. And people have this perspective that because they're screwing up in life, God is just smashing them over the head with a hammer. But God doesn't do that. We might suffer consequences of our own actions and our own sins, but God is not the one punishing us. He's not the one that's mad at us. It says that he loved us so much that he gave his only son. And so Jesus is a good shepherd, and when he came, he demonstrated God's love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And we can take assurance that he died. How many of you are assured that God loves you? 
How many are assured that your parents love you? How many of you, I always go back to this, but I remember the first time that I took my daughter to get a shot. And when, the need, when she saw the needle going into her arm or you know, getting close to her arm, she started screaming bloody murder. And as a, as, as a father, my heart went out to her, and, and guess where my wife was? Not there, because she didn't, she didn't want to see that. And then the doctor said, come over here and hold your daughter. And so I had to hold my daughter, and as I'm holding her, she's like, oh, you know, tense. And then the, the needle goes in, she's, ah, and then she's like, oh, it's not that bad. And then, you know, they pulled the needle out. But the thing that was assuring in her pain was that her dad was there and her dad loved her. And in the same way, when we go through painful things, we can have an assurance that we're not going through it because God hates us, but we're going through things, and in our pain, God is there and his love is there for us. But not only are we confident in his love for us, but he didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead. Amen? So not only does he love us, but even though we go through things that are painful and things that, where we suffer loss, we know that we serve somebody that not just loves us, but he's powerful. And he's powerful, and he's overcome sickness, he's overcome death, he's overcome sin. And we can be assured that even when we face death, something as bad as death, that we have the promise of eternal life. And so we don't have to be fearful of things in our lives. Christians should be the most courageous, the most bold when it comes to all of these different uncertainties of the economy, of us going into World War III, of our, our country getting split between the left and the right because of vaccines and all of these different things. There should be no fear in our hearts. If we have a Savior who is our Lord, Jesus Christ, we don't need to fear, fear even death. Amen? Amen. We don't have to even fear even fear death. This is one thing that I learned during the pandemic. Because I always had the question is, if Jesus is not my Lord, will he be my Savior? How many have ever thought that? If Jesus is not my Lord, then will he be my Savior? And you know what I found during COVID? Is that whoever you look to for salvation naturally becomes your Lord. If you look to the government for salvation, for safety, they will become your Lord. If you look to Jesus for your safety, he becomes your Lord. Whoever is your Savior naturally becomes your Lord. So be very careful who you declare as your Savior. Amen? Amen? <laughs> Some of you are like, shut up, stop talking about that stuff. The second thing is he guides us, and he guides us two ways, through the example of scripture that we read and we see what he's done, but also through his rhema voice. He talks to us, and that's where being a Christian becomes amazing, because you can hear what he's saying. There's nothing in scripture that says, go to Afghanistan, but Gary heard that rhema voice and, and followed. Let's read the scripture together at the count of three. One, two, three. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and then he leads them out. Okay, stop there. So Jesus, he provided an example. When we read through the book of John, we can see how Jesus' life was lived, and that's his example. 
but then it also says that he speaks to us and we can hear his voice. So we, he guides us through example, but he also guides us through his voice. Let's read on. And then he brings out his own sheep and he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So we hear and we follow. Um, I'll go on to the last point and I'll, I'm going to call Andrea up and she has no idea why. Um, he seeks his lost sheep. So he protects us sacrificially. He guides us with his, his example and his voice. And then he doesn't just do that with us, but he seeks for sheep that are his sheep, but that are not in the fold. Come over here. Um, let's read this last scripture together. One, two, three. Um, and other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. So, so Jesus, he's looking for, for those that are outside the flock. And one of the things that we say is to, to listen to God's voice and then to obey when he tells you to step out and pray for someone. So we talk about, we talk about slapping people. Turn to your neighbor and say, slap someone. And, and when we say slap someone, it means to start a conversation, S, L is listen, A is ask questions, and then if the door is open, P is prayer. So um, Andrea, she was all excited because she got to slap someone this past week at the spa. It was her birthday. Everyone say happy birthday, Andrea. And, uh, and, and she, she texted our whole staff. She's like, I got to slap someone. And so, um, so I'd like you to share. Oh, sure. How, okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, just um, briefly, I went to the spa at the Fairmont. It was heavenly. And um, I had gone at Christmas with my mom. It was kind of a special thing. And I had great massage. So I went back there this time for my birthday. And they have like a spa attendant that like, you know, gives you the towels and everything. And I remembered the gal from last time. We had had a nice conversation and she was talking about how nice it was. Me and my mom were there. And then um, she was sharing about her kids. This was in January. And then when I was back, I'm like, oh, I remember you. And um, I've been really trying to work on names because those are hard for me. And um, so we're talking. I said, well, how's your daughter? And she shared. But then she shared about her son that they're kind of estranged, that they haven't had a relationship. And she got kind of choked up. So I was asking questions about it. I was asking, right? <laughs> I started a conversation. I asked. And then... Um, and then I went and had my massage. We kind of got split up, and I heard God say, you should go back and just, you know, connect with her. So I'm in my robe, all luxurious. And, I, uh, and then I went back in, and I saw her again. I said, tell me more about your son. And, and she got really choked up, and then I heard God say, you should pray for her. And I'm like, no, I'm in my robe, and there's people around. And, but then I said, oh, could I pray for you? But I thought maybe I would just pray later for her, you know. And then um, she goes, that would be great. And she got really emotional, and then... I was like, okay, God, I'll pray for her when I get home. <laughs> and then and he's like, no, you should pray for her right now. And so I, I was like praying, okay, God, then clear out the people, you know, so there's no one around, and God made the perfect time. And so I just got to pray for her, and I just said, you know what, God is a God of miracles, and he can do anything. And she said, I believe that. And so... Um, I prayed for her right there in the spa, and she was really touched, and um, and so I hope that I see her again. In fact, I said, John, I have a ministry idea. <laughs> it's a spa ministry. I think you should send me back next week, and I have a team of people, I'm sure ladies, right, that would join me. <laughs> so it was really cool opportunity that no matter where you are, if you listen, that we could have that. So I don't know if I'll see her again or if, um, you know, I know God is a God of miracles, and I pray that he was glorified by that. So yeah. <laughs>
So in, in closing, uh, I was on Oahu this past week, and uh, I, uh, my friend is getting her doctorate, and she's uh, uh, getting a doctorate in, in, uh, in psychology and counseling. And she lives in Vegas, but she's here to film this thing for, uh, it will be on the news in a couple of months, a three-minute clip um, of her thesis and whatever. Uh, but she was saying that she does telehealth conferences for people who have need, and it, it's all over the nation. And she said that um, from the organization that she works with in Vegas, that the state that has the highest per capita uh, suicide rate is Hawaii. And, and she said that uh, per capita mental health issues after COVID, because we were the state that was locked down the, lo the longest and the most aggressively, that we have more mental health issues than any other state in the nation. And I was like, are you sure? And she said, yes. Like, Hawaii is the highest need in mental health and in suicide rate per capita. And I thought, this is the opportune time for the church to rise up and to hear his voice. <laughs> because people are open. And, and even if they don't seem like it, and even, even if it... it even if it doesn't look like people are struggling, the numbers don't lie. And we have more opportunity to minister as a church and people who know the voice of God because we're his sheep that can have confidence in his love, confidence in his protection, hear his voice. The heart of our shepherd is that he's going out to look for his sheep that are not in this fold. And I think that if you... Listen, and it doesn't have to be, you know, crazy Afghanistan, go to Afghanistan. It can be in your robe, in the spa, that God will, if you make yourself available, that God will use you. This past week, I walked into Napa, and I needed to buy a, a rear windshield wiper. And the guy across the, 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 the counter, he was like, hey, you look familiar. And I said, I'm a pastor at Grace Bible. And he goes, oh, I used to come there when I was in high school. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he goes, I remember every single message that was shared. I don't come to church, but it's in here. And I remember the guardrail sermon. I remember this sermon. I remember that. He remembered the, like, the titles of the sermon. I don't even remember the titles of the sermons. And then he said, yeah, my daughter, she's getting born tomorrow. And, and he said it so quickly that I almost like missed it. And then uh, I was purchasing, and he goes, you know what? I'll give you a discount. I'm like, right on. <laughs> I got a discount. And then, and then, he, and then I thought, Oh, he said that his daughter's getting born. And so I said, oh, your daughter's getting born tomorrow. He goes, yeah. She's like several weeks premature because my, uh, my girlfriend went into, uh, into, into uh, dilation or something like that. And I said, oh, uh, would you want me to pray for her? And he's like, yeah, can you pray for me? So just right there in Napa, I, I, I prayed for him. I prayed for his daughter, Noel. And, and I feel like God wants me to go back and talk to him, and that's weird. But uh, I, and after I, I prayed for him, he's like, man, I got to come back to church. And I'm like, yeah, you should come. We're, you're not a youth anymore. We don't have youth service, but come to the adult service. And he's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after she's born. So there's open doors that God will put in front of us if we allow him to, to speak to us as we're in our communities. So how many of you want to be used by God and model the good shepherd that we have? Can we, can we all stand and we will close? We'll close with a word of prayer this morning. Um.
I know that God is speaking to a lot of your hearts and that God uh, has given many of us opportunities to share his love with others. So why don't we just say a prayer together of uh, surrender to the Lord in that. Say, dear Jesus, we give ourselves to you. We thank you that you are a good shepherd and that you protect us and you love us and that you speak to us and that we can hear your voice. We want to have your heart for those that are outside your flock. Help us to be sensitive to your voice. Help us to love the way that you love. Our community needs you. We pray for our community this morning. Those that are hurting. Those that are contemplating suicide. Those that are struggling mentally. Those that are struggling relationally. We pray for your peace in their homes. We pray for peace in our homes. Help us to be the light as we open ourselves to you. We surrender to you. Use us in Jesus' name. Everyone said, amen, amen. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May his face turn to you and be gracious to you and give you his peace. Have a great week and God bless you.